The Cinema Limbo podcast is part of Podnose, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. For episode archives of Cinema Limbo and all of the shows on the network, visit us at www.podnose.com. You can also follow us on Twitter via at Podnose or send us an email via admin at podnose.com. to excel motivates so many of us. The desire to be the best in our field can push us to the very pinnacle of success, but once we reach it, where else is there to go? What new challenges can we create for ourselves? And if a person has everything, how much are they prepared to risk just to keep climbing? My name is Jeremy Phillips, writer, critic, and godfather of soul, and you are entering Cinema Limbo, the way station for underappreciated films. Tonight's presentation is the 1985 sporting drama sequel, Rocky IV, written, directed by, and starring Sylvester Stallone, and co-starring Dolph Lundgren, Talia Shire, Carl Weathers, and Burt Young. My guest is Ed Bloomer, and you join us in the infernal depths of winter, huddled around a single candle to sustain our freezing bodies. Hello, Ed. Hello. How lovely to see you again at Christmas time. Thank you very much. Nice to see you too. A time when old friends get back together. I haven't seen you in a while, and you haven't been on the show for a while either. That's true, yeah. And you're looking very well. Thanks very much. Yourself? Trimmed your beard for a change. Very smart. (laughs) I did that today. It looks better. Oh, thanks. Um, And what better way to celebrate the festive season than with seeing two men take off all their clothes and beat the living daylights out of each other? You've, yeah, that's absolutely correct. I think that's the best thing that we could do. So, how familiar are you with the Rocky film series? Uh, not very. I, I actually, sort of as homework, almost. I, as homework, I didn't do any homework, is what I'm trying to say. I thought about uh, maybe looking at one or two of the other ones, or sort of reading Wikipedia, and then I thought, no, no, I'm just going to watch it as... Just to see, just to see what it's like as a film in and of itself. Like if you just turned up at the cinema and this was what came on. But having known a lit, having seen a, a few of them, they all were sort of merging into one, except for the fact that, you know, the first one, Rocky, is is quite different. I would say it's quite a different film. It is from this one, yes. Yes, but I think even by the time you're talking about Rocky three, you're you're into kind of action movie. Territory. Rocky Three is sort of a, a half and half of the original straight drama and the more blockbuster type action of Rocky Four. Rocky Two is basically a continuation of the first one and it's very straight. And then Rocky Three it's starting to get a little bit Okay, because okay. It's got, it's got That's Mr. fair enough. Because it's got Mr. T. Yeah. Okay. And then you have this one, and then Rocky Five pulls it straight back to being a serious drama again. I haven't seen Rocky Five, as far as I'm aware. Um, and then I haven't seen any of the other ones. And again, I thought, well, maybe I'll get some context for it. But then I decided not to. 
A, how to place in this, but B, also, I, I sort of thought it'd be kind of interesting to just, having not seen any of these things for absolutely ages, and having some sort of childhood memories of them, just watch it just as a film and just see what's it like from, you know, press play, it comes on. And and what did you think? Uh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. That's a positive. Um, well, I didn't want to come out and be negative at this festive season, but I... I don't. I think it's bizarre. I think there's so many odd choices that make no oh, sense. Oh yeah, it's a it's a surprisingly strange film. But given... but also I think I think I mean also I think there's just some bad choices that that I sort of thought. Oh well, they didn't have the money. This is a cheap film. And then I did look up, and I think the budget it... is thirty thirty million dollars, which in 1985 is not a small amount of money. Well, this was at the time when Sylvester Stallone was a huge star. I'm presuming most of the salary went on him. Probably, yeah. Well, given that he's also the director and writer and producer... Sure, sure. ...and the star... Yeah. ...that's fair enough, really. Without, oh, oh, without, without him, there is no film. Oh, no, no. That, that, in that sense, that's fair, I suppose. But there were just things I thought, whoa, maybe give that one another pass. Or <laughs> just another take with a slightly different edit. That would be good. The film starts with... Uh, an unusual sort of graphic sequence of two gloves moving through the air until they punch each other and explode. Yeah, this is immediately that sets the scene for, oh, this is not going to be as good as a childhood me remembers. It, it's, it's, that's cheap and cat- It's immediately <laughs> cheesy and odd. Yeah, but it, it, yeah. Because the other movies, again, have, when the film then actually does go into the opening titles, they're very low-key. Mm. And they're just captions on the screen over the opening scene. And that's what it's like in all the other movies. They're just mm. little captions on the screen. Well, there is a bit, unless, unless I don't know if there are different versions, of, maybe, maybe there are, but because the title does, unless I'm going mad and I've kind of completely misremembered, the title then does come up just quite low-key. Yes, it does. Later on. Yes. Sort of, you know, you, just yes, a little you, bit into it, it just comes up and I thought, that's odd. Yes. An odd, um, I don't know, double, double down on everything. It, yes, they're, they're, they're trying to do both. Mm. They're trying to have the big sort of exciting opening graphic and then just the ordinary low-key credits over yeah, yeah. Uh, a reprise from the end of Rocky Three of Rocky and Apollo having their third bout. Yeah, uh, it seems like there private. was maybe 20 minutes of original film in this. Yeah. That's an exaggeration, but no, I mean not that much of one. It's, There's a lot of. It's like a TV special. Yes, yeah, a very, very TV feel to it. It's a, it's a, it's a Rocky Christmas TV special, like the Star Wars holiday special, which ends, well... which end, which ends with a clearly stoned Carrie Fisher singing a song to the Star Wars theme. Uh, I, I've, which... I've seen that clip. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen that clip. Yeah, it's, get, I think that was. We get to meet Chewbacca's nephews, Itchy and Lumpy. I think. I think Rocky and, Four is a bit better. Something else that um, it has in common with Rocky Four—they both got robots in them. Yes, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean that again. That's the thing when you've got the star uh, who's directing it and writing it, and you know, there's having, absolutely no one that could say no to him on that project. Having so written that, and directed and starred in the two previous films, both of which were huge hits. Well, this was a huge hit, and this was the biggest hit of the series. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it kind of indicates all his weird choices in a way. Does it? <laughs> well, okay, I mean, you're right from a business sort of point of view. Yes, absolutely. 
uh, slam dunk. But again, the fact that you know no one could say, obviously no one would be able to say no to him on that project about anything. The idea of him just going, I saw this cool robot. That's going to be in the film. The robot was original in, in real in real life. The robot was designed to be a teaching aid for children with autism. Right. In particular, Stallone's own son. Right. So this robot was actually quite a significant part of his own real life because it was kind of a, a way for his son to develop interpersonal skills. Yeah, but it wasn't alive. Whereas in the film it's presented as a like a proper thing that is... Like, like robots I, are just a thing that you can I have. Dis- that I disagree. I, the, the robot is not presented in the film as being a sentient being. I think... Th- I, don't, no. I, I honestly don't think that's the intention. No, I don't think it's the, the actual intention. I, think, I just think the way it's scripted is the, just that the way it the other, has a comeback to everything and can react to anything. The way Paulie treats... Paulie seems to think the robot's alive and starts to, and starts to treat it like it's alive. Apollo's reaction when he first sees it is just sheer bafflement at there is suddenly a robot in the meeting. Yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> if you told me that that was just... It's his real reaction. But they hadn't told Cole that as an advance. Yeah, but I, I mean, I did quite like that because that that's consistent for for all of that, all of those sort of interactions of just what, what is this? Why is this <laughs> happening now? This is this is not what we should be concentrating on. And I thought, yeah, that's that's the uh, viewer's point of view as well. I would imagine, for well, maybe there are people that loved it. I'm not sure. So the first film, as you know, ends with the big. Bout, title bout between Rocky and Apollo Creed, mm-hmm. champion of the world, and Creed wins in a split decision. Yes, yeah, see, that, that, I mean, I think that I think that, it, and again, having not seen some of the later ones, I think that is what makes, or one of the things that makes Rock, the first Rocky really good, the, it, because it because it's it, it's it's about someone trying for something. That's the point of it. He, not it's not that he wins; he goes the distance. Yeah, and he loses in the most honourable way possible. Yeah, but yes, he, I mean he's the underdog, and he and he tries his very best. Yeah, um, and and it's a personal success, even, mm. even if he doesn't win. What is after all just a sporting event? That's you know, yeah, his he, life is still kind of gained, transformed. He gains his pride. He gains, he gains the world. Mm. It's just this one thing, this one belt that he doesn't win. Yeah, the second film ends with a rematch, and this time Rocky wins. Mm-hmm. And the third film is about. Uh, a fight with another boxer, Clubber Lang, yeah. played by Mr. T. And by this point, Rocky and Apollo have become friends, and Apollo trains Rocky. Yeah, yeah. It's. A, I mean, I mean that, that's that's a good, that's quite a good arc, really. That they go from enemies and rivals to actually becoming good friends. And during the course of Rocky Four, it's about Rocky grieving the death of his friend mm-hmm. and acting out this grief through his his sport through his art sure I the thing that strikes me though is there's no it's not that there's no subtext but there is a healthy disdain for subtext like everything is um, there's nothing left for the viewer to fill in right I you know Creed is Creed is uh, you know he's worried about getting old and left behind and you know Having, you know, going up, being over the hill, and uh, you know, having nothing else to his name, because he tells you, and uh, yeah. and uh, Rocky mentions it, and then they have a discussion about it, and you know, it's it's things like that, 
that, uh, but it's yes, it's a fair point that the film is not leaving things unsaid, but it's still talking about these things. It's still raising these issues. It's doing it in kind of a blunt, somewhat meat-headed way, mm-hmm. but it's more eloquent and more thoughtful, perhaps, than one might expect. I, I do think yes. If well, certainly for me that the um, I mean because you've got things like Rambo and stuff like that, and 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 again, you know the first one, the first very very different. The first Blood is a very good film and very intelligent, um, and then the others are terrible. But again, that when you think of Stallone, you think of the the sort of the the, the action starryness of him. Yeah, when you, when you when you when you watch something like Rocky or in this case Rocky Four. Yes, it is a little bit slower and a little bit more um, character based. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to say that's that it's good in that sense, but 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 it's it's trying to do something that's not just action that has a bit of character that has a little bit of depth to it. Yeah, not and robots and and a robot. I mean, it's not you know like a ordinary people Robert Redford melodrama, but it's. It's trying to think about what is life like for this person. Yeah. Making Rocky very empathetic to the audience. Yes, I think yes, I think that's true. I think that's true. So at the end of the third film, Apollo and Rocky have their their deciding bout, but they have it in private. It's just for them. Yeah. And it ends on a freeze frame of them both simultaneously launching punches towards each other. Yes. And that's how this film starts and Rocky arrives home from his bout and uh, his son Rocky Jr. is filming him and it's Paulie's birthday uh, yeah I mean I'm not having flashbacks and they're having and every moment they that, that kid was on screen I I, I was probably watching something else um, and, <laughs> I mean and having a cake and Rocky's really excited because then the robot comes out with really cool bitchin' 80s music oh yeah um, I mean the soundtrack was again even the soundtrack this is it's like just just double checking that the, the, the viewers have got what's going on these guys are going to fight and they're going to try really hard and Rocky's training them really hard just put that to music please thank you this is the only movie in the series that's not scored by Bill Conti. Okay. Instead, it's Vince DiCola. Um, so the the the, like the the gotta fly now theme, the Rocky theme that everyone knows. Sure, sure. Um, I, I I mean you, you're you're miles ahead of me in, in, in trivia on this, but but I'm not. So, it's not so much the the score itself as the, as the the sound tracking, the actual the actual the way um, the music is used within the scene. Uh, so, well, as in the was it Wild Hearts or? Oh yeah, Hearts on Fire. Hearts on Hearts on Fire. That's oh, it. that's great. It's eighties tastic. Oh, it is. I mean, but it, but you see that you see what I mean. It's, like, it's I, I, both I, terrible and wonderful at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. But but sorry, that's that's what I mean more than that. Actually, the, the, the sort of the background score or anything like that. And but uh, the other films tend when they have these training montages, they use orchestral music. They have Bill Conti score, whereas this opts to use sort of 80s yeah, rock songs. Yeah, an orchestral score would be too subtle. <laughs> but it's what, it's what they use in all the other movies. I mean, yeah, this is, this is the... Not the neon Rocky movie, but it's... It's like the one that's for people who struggle with the others. That's not fair. 
It's the bluntest Rocky movie. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's quite hard to... Because if I joke about, like, it's so 80s, it's that's quite it's, hard to put your finger on. Sta- like, what it's is a that? statement of fact that it is It is very 80s. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because you could say the same thing about Back to the Future. Yeah. Because same year. Absolutely, same summer. Absolutely rooted in its time with very much a, an 80s nostalgic view of the 50s as being this perfect idyll of um, you know, picket fences and all that kind of thing. Whereas we know, looking at it realistically, that's not what the 50s were really like. Oh, sure, but, I, but the, the parts that are set in the present day, which is the 80s, yes. um, I mean, they feel somewhat dated, but they don't feel... They don't feel as... As dated, I don't think, because... Because, because the fact that it's set in 1925 is part of the story itself. It's so rooted in the time that, that it's set that it doesn't feel like it's aged. In, yeah. in the same way that you could watch Dad's Army, say, because that's oh, okay, rooted okay. in the time No, but I mean, even, even, even if you discount the, the sort of the idea of the Soviet Union and, and, and that, that, that aspect, of, or those aspects of things, but it, I, but, I mean just the, the, the sort of the aesthetic, I, I suppose... Yes. Um, but what I'm saying, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, when, when I say, oh, it's, it's so 80s, you know, I, I appreciate, I'm not, you know, if someone didn't know what that was, I'm not really explaining that very well. Mm. But I, I, it's it's a little bit harder to put my it's the finger style, on. It's the style of music, it's the style of fashion, yes. it's the near obsession with superficial displays of wealth. Oh, but I, I even think sort of the, not the camera work, but the the... the, the the, the look of the film itself I, I think I mean I'm not a camera expert music but, video style editing uh, well there's a bit of that going on there's the, yeah, yeah there's I mean, the mon- I mean and this is where the montages really kind of transmute into music videos because, yeah. the, because the others are as I said orchestral music set to these things whereas this is a rock song and it's at one point two rock songs in a row yes and they feel, and they feel a bit more like you could just intercut these with shots of the band, and that would be a music video that you could release. And maybe that was the thinking, so that you have then the tie-in single. Oh, maybe. Um, I was uh, watching um, a video from Red Letter Media today, and apparently there was a tie-in single released for Psycho Three, which was a. <laughs> I didn't know there was one, but okay. Psycho Three. Yeah. There's a Psycho Four. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they've, all all, right. and they've all got Anthony Perkins in them. Right, okay. Psycho, Psycho 2 I have seen, and it's surprisingly good. It's very clever how they make it work. Psycho 3 and 4 I have not seen. But apparently they have their own merits. That, yeah, that, yeah, a complete, complete blind spot for me, I think. Psycho, I, didn't, I didn't know that, that those existed. Okay. Psycho 3 is directed by Anthony Perkins, and the fourth one is written by the writer of the original film. As a prequel. I mean that that sounds like something that that sounds like something you would make a film of like you know the the, the psycho franchise and at the end you, you know the last the last gasp the last bit is like we get, we got to get the original writer you know, to recapture it wasn't, it wasn't even a last gasp that psychos 2 and 3 were box office hits oh really and psycho 2 got very good reviews because it's a, it's a surprisingly good film. Okay. No, this, sorry, yeah, this is, this is just a blind spot I know, it's, for it's me. Kind of, it? It's kind of hard to comprehend that it, that it works. There's a whole... Psycho's a big franchise. There's been f- five movies, um, a TV movie spin-off, a TV series that ran for five years. 
I knew there was a TV series, but I, I, I thought, I, I genuinely thought, oh, that's just, I mean, I mean, so many things being remade or, or you know, people want to expose them on in yeah. longer time scale, so we'll get more of that stuff on TV, which a lot of the time, I, I, I mean, each individual project has, might, might have its merits or, or not, but I do find myself watching much more TV than, than, than film stuff. Actually, in fact, with a bad movie, I think I would be much more tempted to switch it off. If I hadn't been assigned Rocky IV, <laughs> I'd have switched it off. Rocky IV is one of the shortest films I've covered on cinema, Linda. It's less than an hour and a half. I w- do you know what? I would, have, I would have skipped through it. That's what I would have it's, done. It's slightly over half as long as Eyes Wide Shut, which I also made you watch. Um, well, I mean, I would say Eyes Wide Shut is better. Oh, no one's arguing that it's not. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> That'd be a good debate. I mean, my, but I haven't really come down on, on the on my own position yet. I really enjoyed Rocky Four, but I wouldn't say that it is a particularly deep or complex film. No. I think it's unfairly derided because I think it's good at what it's trying to do. Okay. I think it's an ex, it's a, an enjoyable, engaging drama. With exciting sports sequences, I, I mean, I at some point as a child I watched this. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure when. I'm not sure when it was available. I'm not sure when it was shown on TV. If, to me, it feels very much like a, an ITV uh, oh, kind, of, kind of film. Absolutely. Um, but I do remember thinking there was a lot more to it. And and in fact, I thought I thought this in the film in general. I thought, okay, good first act. Uh, you know, greed, greed is killed. They've established the, the bad guy, right? And you know that at the end, they're gonna Rocky and and um, uh, Drago are gonna have to have a fight, right? So you got something coming. And then I thought, I'm sure there was a middle bit to it. No, not really. No, it <laughs> not really. It, it kind of jumps straight from Act One to Act Three. Yeah, and I think that's a real shame because actually, I think uh, you know all the eighties tasticness of it. Uh, aside, or or you know, if you enjoy that, that's that, that's fine. I think it was setting something good, and you, and and the end bit is kind of inevitable. You got you got to yes. have that thought. That, I mean, it would be a mad film if they just they became friends or something. I, I you know you know that 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 couldn't really be a, a satisfactory movie. But I I think I think the sort of the lack of a second act essentially because I I don't think a training montage is enough to be a second act. No, I, I, I mean it's it's a I mean, it's technically it's, the second act, but it's it's not enough. But I, I think that I think that there was a missed opportunity there. I think, um, I mean, just off the top of my head, without thinking too much about it, something like the the the, the fact that it wasn't a sanctioned fight. I think that they could have done more about the the, the idea of this is Rocky kind of throws away his legitimacy to uh, to take on a, 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 a Drago. I, I thought I thought that would be and and you know I did read a bit of trivia saying you know, you know the the original cut was like an hour longer and there were other scenes and things like that talking about the, you know the belt uh, and they were sort of thrown away to to sort of streamline the movie and, you know keep it fast paced and I do understand that but I think you, you're missing that bit which suggests like which it sort of shows like Rocky doesn't kind of fall down apart from a bit emotionally and then build up. He's kind of relaxed because he's getting too old for this, and sort of ups his training regime to 
to, to, to then have a fight. And in fact, and, and the only bit that I thought there was a kind of little nice spark of that was the bit where they go to the cabin um, or the dasher or, 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 or wherever, wherever it is. But, um, and uh, I think, is it Duke? Uh, is sort of saying you know, there's no one to spar with, and he just sort of says, "So I think we're beyond that now, right?" And I thought, so, but it's it's delivered quite uh, flatly, actually, yes. as Stallone uh, uh, quite often does in, in the film. But I, I thought, oh, that there's a there's a little bit of sort of sadness to that that's kind of quite interesting. I mean, there's not there's nothing to build on there, but yeah. I thought, oh, little bits like that where where it really. Um, it's approaching sort of the idea that okay, well, it, you know, this this is the kind of fight that might kill him. But I mean, you, but the rest of it, you sort of always know, like, nah, it's he's, he's definitely going to win this. You don't want to watch a sports movie where you know that the outcome's a foregone conclusion. No, and I think I think for this one, it's, although it, it, logically, obviously, well, obviously, Rocky's not going to get killed in the ring, but. Do you want you want there to be some suspense over how it's going to turn out? Yeah, and and and, and even you know, um, a, a Drago. Uh, I, for me, it was quite unsatisfactory. He's presented as this, you know, absolute, you know, killer monster, you know, peak <laughs> punching, you know, however many pounds per square inch, how many hundreds yeah. of pounds per square inch over, you know, the best. Uh, uh, or the strongest punch that has ever been thrown in, you know that you know, sort of one punch would kill you type of thing. But 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 that aside, I mean, I mean, they do build him up as a, this kind of monster. But I think again, the, there was a lost opportunity to perhaps portray that as brutal. I suppose, like you know, um, uh, there were no things like I, I, I mean, they 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 had the sort of the steroids. They they, they kind of into but they didn't they, you know there's there's a shot of him getting an injection and, yeah. and things like that but but they, they, they don't really go into that very much but but I think he would have been a better character if they'd sort of showed that um you know he wasn't actually as good you know, like he wasn't an all-round uh you know boxer in the right way and he because they say it they say it quite often yeah they, you know well he's an amateur and he hasn't really fought and blah 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 but that 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 comes that's more like Oh well, he's not. He's not part of the system. This, you know, he's not not part of the the professional boxing. That's why he can be like an outsider that sort of turns up and nobody's talked about him before. Um, and and of course he's coming from Russia and all that sort of thing. But I, I sort of think it would have been better to show that, you know, like may, maybe had a glass jaw or something like that. That he had some sort of, some not perhaps not just a physical vulnerability, but some sort of inner emotional life. Yes, or 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 um, uh, an emptiness to that aspect. So he's got his wife, or, or, or explicitly saying he has no emotional life at all. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. He's 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 just a he's just an empty vessel that has had propaganda poured into yes, it. Yes, well, exactly. So so so, for instance, you know, when the crowd starts to turn and things like that, you can make more of a big deal of that affecting him because he he doesn't understand a situation where he's not on top or he, you know, he's not getting his own way or. Or, or something. I mean, mm. I mean, you'd, you'd finesse it to, to to deliver the message you wanted, but but something like that where you sort of you, you say, well, yes, he can he can, you know, punch like a a truck hitting you, but but there is a way that Rocky can get through this in some way, or there's something else to Rocky mm. that the driver doesn't have. Not necessarily because he's just a baddie, but 
you know, something that is um, just something a little bit extra to add a texture because because it kind of feels like, although of course, you know, being in Soviet Russia, who knows, you know, you know maybe he was dragged away and nobody ever heard from him again. Except for the I know except, except, except for the, the later fact films. That he's, in, he's in Creed too. Sure. Um, but it kind of felt like, I mean, equally likely might have been, you know, his wife ran up and comforted him and went, yeah. well, you know, you did lose a fight to the world-famous uh, American boxer. Oh, well, you're, you're a young guy. We, we could try again at some point. It's fine. Years ago, uh, I remember there was some sort of interview with Sylvester Stallone where he was asked, what do you think happened to Drago after, yeah. after he was defeated? And <laughs> Stallone's answer was along the lines of, he became a drug addict and died of an overdose. <laughs> this is fantastically cruel. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it, you don't get enough of a. He doesn't. He, he doesn't brag or anything like that. No, he's I mean, just. I mean, he, he means he's a machine, and, and and he he's very. Uh, I mean, he, he's sort of heartless, un, uncaring, and you know, if he dies, he dies, and mm. I must break you, and all that sort of stuff. But it's not like. You know, when he gets defeated, you don't think, oh yes. You just think, oh well, Rocky's come through something. Yeah, you you need to feel some sort of emotional connection with both sides, in the same way that you do with Apollo in the previous films. Yeah. Um, so like, for, so even even small changes like, um, you, you know, why why have a wife that is the translator, if if it had just been another sort of party, um, apparatchik, then then that would. You know that would don't you think that would be a better way to sort of say like he is, you know he's just the puppet here. He doesn't he doesn't even get to speak for himself. But the fact that is his wife. Even even if you decide okay, well maybe the idea is actually you know she's a, she's sort of been arranged or the the you know she's like a, a minder. Yeah, yeah, but because because they don't actually delve into that in any way, hmm. you're kind of you're kind of adding into the story yourself to make it better than it is. But again, I think that might be a factor of Stallone's control over the project in giving a role to his wife. Oh, sure, okay, but... <laughs> but um... On a practical level. But it needed to be finessed to be to work more within the context of the story. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that this is a... a, a I mean, not, not that we can solve this or anything, but I, I, but I think that is something we do see quite often in these... Or, or we talk about in these discussions quite often... Um, you know, when you've got someone like a director or a producer or a superstar, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the actor is very clearly, you know, you know the, the draw is that, yeah, the, 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 the script writer or the, which, which I know in this case is, is still, but, but that sort of, uh, the people that then have to kind of put things together are, are so comparatively powerless that you don't get, the, the, there are lots of films which would be much better if there'd been someone at a fairly low level the sort of the, the more technical level the, the person had to put something together or knew they were going to have to edit or whatever to be able to say this doesn't make any sense what are you going for here to mm. have another pass at that you know because on paper just it's no, it's no good I won't be able to save this in the edit just getting whoever's responsible to refine their vision into something that is fully rounded and coherent yeah, just yeah. Like, well, just someone to, at some point to ask Sylvester Stallone, what is it you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you get this a lot of the time in 
uh, or, well, it's because I watch a lot of these films, but a lot of like science fiction and things like that, where where what was really necessary was to hand it to somebody else who had a, a, a different background to have a little look through things and go, this doesn't really make any sense. I can see what you're going for here, but you can't just say that and then just you know I, I, again it happens a lot in science fiction where you know having somebody on on site to go or you know at the studio to go that's that's not what the speed of light means <laughs> or you know that's that you're using energy in the wrong way there that's that's not a thing a parsec is not a, is not a speed well well exactly you do get things like that a lot of the time i like, and again, in, in, in things like this, it would not be so much the, the technical aspects of it, but it would be, again, as, as, as you say, someone to just say, this scene is A and, you're, and the next scene is B, but they don't join up properly mm. or nothing carries from A to B. So, so what is it? what do you want these things to, to, to say? I mean, I think it's quite clear that Stallone has a particular vision for the film. That it's not. It doesn't feel like it's just a bunch of stuff all jumbled together. It feels like it's all coherent as a thing. It's just not clear exactly what the thing is supposed to be. There is the speech at the end where he talks about how people can change, mm-hmm. and it comes out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. What did he? What does he want them to change to? I think the idea was just to be. It's it's Glasnost it, uh, or Perestroika, or just being more open to the West, less hostile to the West, and that East and West can be friends. We don't have to be enemies. We can just be friends, which is a great message to have, I think. Yeah, yeah. but it's, but no, I, I I understand what you're saying, but what I mean is, in the in the reality of the movie, what like what <laughs> when he when when he's delivering that to people, what what's the what are the what's the change that he's He's, he's talking about... Exactly. Because it's not properly seeded in the rest of the movie. Mm. There are elements all the way through, because when they go to train in Russia, uh, they have minds assigned to them, because they, they just hope everyone moves to Russia for this movie. Uh, he goes out with Duke and Paulie, who's also there for some reason, and later Adrian comes along to help. And Rocky has Russian minders just keeping an eye on him. Yeah. And... There's sort of an intimation that as time passes and the training continues, the Russian miners just get quite pally. And there's a scene of Duke and one of them playing chess. And it's like, oh, actually, they're just the time spent together. They're actually just realising that they're just people and they just want to get on. And it's, it's stuff like that saying, you look on the other side of the wall and it's just, they're just people like us. They're, just, they're, you know, they're different in some ways, but there's more in common. And that's what the film should really be about. that's I think what Stallone is trying to say and that the conflict between uh, Rocky and Drago and the the final fight is more about a personal um, feud between the two that Rocky is working through his grief and he wants revenge for Apollo's death while Drago wants the personal satisfaction as he he says at the end I'm not fighting for Russia, I'm fighting for me. I want to defeat the champion because that is what my whole life yeah. has been constructed to do. I, I see what you're saying. I wonder if a bit. I mean, again, I mean, we're 
we're really backseat driving here, right? So that, that it's unfair. But I wonder because because of the because of the constraints of what they could actually do, they weren't going to go to Russia. They weren't no. going to. <laughs> I mean, the second fight it takes place in a, a room the size of a a, a London flat. Or a little bit bigger, oh, perhaps. No, it's, no there's it's so many crazy. shots where you look at it and you're like, oh, there's those three rows. And it's it's sort of designed to look as if it keeps going. But There, it, are, it there are wide shots that make it look big. Yeah, okay. It's but supposed to be in a room. Given the, the constraints that it, that, that it, that it had, and there's, you know, there's no way around that, um, I wonder if a better film would have been to, to sort of do the reverse. So a film where Creed gets invited to a, a show match in Moscow, right? Rocky disagrees because this, it's not correct. It's not. It's not proper. Yeah. It's, it's obviously a bad idea. Creed gets killed on on foreign soil. You know, yeah. with, You know, and the, this is an outrage. And then Drago comes to America, and and you'd have and 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 is training in the same let's say facility as Rocky or somewhere nearby or or, or something like that. So the you be, you see the change in in Drago. Um, or Drago, sorry, I keep. I, I, I think he does fine. Okay. It's a made up name. Um, well, Drago's a. Yeah, Drago's it's a. Not like, it's not like Stallone pulled this out of the phone book. He thought, it sounds like Dragon. He's the bad guy. Yeah. But doesn't it mean something like nice or good or something like that? Well, that's clearly why he, but I think he chose it's, it. It's like it? Slovenian or something like that. It's like what, sorry? I, I think it's Slovenian or something. It's not It's not Russian. Yeah. Well, but it means Russian. like, it likes, it's like good guy or something like in, that. In Serbo-Croat, Dalek means a far and distant thing. Oh, okay. So, um, a little obligatory Doctor Who reference. But I, I, I just wonder if that, that would have been better to like to see, you know, the, this idea of like, oh, here comes the, like the enemy has come and has invaded but then you see actually that you no, know, he he is a he's a sportsman, and he, he has his own personal drives. Yes, and he's not he's more than just a puppet of yeah. the enemy. Yeah, a, a far away over there. Yeah. There is a line in the film that explains that they have to have the fight in Russia because they've had so many threats against Drago's life in America. So it's like they're saying, "Oh, he's not safe in America. We have to have it where Drago is safe." Yeah, I, I so get there that. is a reason for it within the. I see your point, and I see how dramatically that would probably be a lot more interesting. I just, but... I just think you you'd be able to. I, I mean, actually, I mean, I'm talking myself out of this now because it, because the fact is because the crowd starts to turn towards Rocky is, a, is an yeah. important it's part the, of it. It's that Rocky wins over the yeah. Russian crowd with his. Being a great fighter and standing yeah. up to the the seemingly implacable opponent, like the the famous football match between I think it was the t- two thousand and ten World Cup, Brazil versus Germany. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're looking at me as if I know anything about football. Yeah, let, yeah. yeah. Well, I might know marginally more about this than you for a change. Um, where um, Germany beat Brazil six nil, and it got to the point where the Brazilian fans switched sides. Because the Brazilian side was just a joke. They were just letting in goals left, right and centre. And the fans sure. supported the seeming underdogs. But I, 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 think, I think that there was a lot of um, dislike of the coaching staff, or maybe just the head oh. coach in particular. I think there was... Uh, it, again, I, I don't know enough about So you do still know something about well, it. Well, I, I, I th- because I think it got analysed to death afterwards, I think, oh, right. because it was, it was such a... a, a 
an upset. Mm. Um, I, I think there was a lot of unhappy. But then having said that, who, who knows, maybe it was because they lost, they were then upset. Or I'm not sure, you know, chicken or egg uh, sort of situation. But um, yeah, no, you're, I, I think you're, I, I think it's an interesting thing. I think if you were making a movie like that today, although I know the Creed 2 has Gregor's son and all. Yeah. Uh, but, but that aside, I think I think if you were made, it is dated, and and it does leave a little bit of a a bad taste in the mouth. I think this idea of once again the American hero goes somewhere <laughs> and wins and just sort of you know they just they win. That's that's yeah. that's what happens. I think uh, again, I don't think there's any nastiness meant by it, um, but I I think. Nowadays, if you want to make a film around the same sort of subject matter, because the, the sort of American hero going over and just winning uh, has been done, you'd have to do something different now, I think, to make it a good film. In Creed 2, they try and sort of rehabilitate this idea, and it's about Drago training his son yeah. to defeat Creed's son. Yeah. So it's like the, the sins of the father trickling down. And it's Drago trying to claim back his self-respect and his pride, but but living vicariously through his own son. Oh. So it's it's it then it's it's almost like he's doing to his son what the Russians, what the Soviet state was doing to him. But the ending of the story is obviously he loses, but Drago Senior realizes what he's done and what he's put his son through, and they reconcile. Sure. Okay, but but that that's within the context of the the Rocky cinematic universe, or whatever you call it. I'm just saying, like, if you were making a, a boxing movie now, but you know, with the constraints of we we want this to be about, well, I mean, so nowadays, well, actually, you possibly could do Russia again, but but perhaps China would be sort of more fitting at the moment. Right. Say, well, I want we want to do a thing where there's an American heavyweight boxer, and and, um, and there's a Chinese heavyweight boxer who's really really good. Again, not that necessarily we'd be comparing it to Rocky Four nowadays, and a lot of time has passed, but I don't think it would be quite as good a movie if that movie was about the American going to China and and beating up the Chinese boxer, <laughs> and that was the point of the movie. You know, I I, I think I think an audience, the audience is not not just are international enough, but uh, but I think story wise you would want something more to it, and I think you'd want to see. If, if you're trying to make an argument about, about these systems seeming different but actually involving people that are very similar, I, I, I'd, I'd want something else to it. But but having said that, I mean, again, backseat driving, this is all because we've already got Rocky IV. Yeah. We don't need another film uh, like that. One of, the, one of the elements, perhaps, that feeds into that whole idea of change is a conversation that Rocky and Apollo have earlier in the film where Apollo's, Rocky's trying to sort of talk Apollo out of the exhibition I saying, no, no, come on you're, you're, you're old you're over the hill now and Apollo th- says that he he can't see himself changing he can't see himself changing who he is from being a boxer being a fighter uh, he says he's he was born a warrior and doesn't see any purpose in his life without struggle so he asks for Rocky's support to stay true to him so that he can stay true to himself so that he at the very least, could go down fighting. Because as, as he says later on, he gets Rocky to promise not to throw in the towel. 
Yeah. And Rocky it, allows the fight to go on for so long that Apollo takes a fatal punch. And again, good setup. This is all coming in the first act. This is, this is, there's good stuff yeah, there. Yeah, as you're saying. And then Rocky sort of, sort of is tortured by the fact that he didn't throw in the towel. Uh, but but there's not much time for that conflict because because you don't have that second act. No, really. so just, short. Yeah, and 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 so I again I think it I think the first act probably is I mean there's cheesiness to it and there's also you know there's things like that but I th- I think it's building up for something yeah and then and then the the, the fight starts and it's kind of at first it's very much an exhibition match and Apollo isn't really taking it seriously but then Drago starts well, and there's and good gets, bits where they where they knock gloves and and Drago's hands just don't move yeah he's got uh, muscles like like steel yeah. And can I can I bring up? But this is such a sweaty film as well. Oh yeah. well it's, I mean, it's, it's it glistens. It's, but but also everyone's sweaty everywhere all the time at all points. Like it's not like they don't get sweaty during the fight. It's it's not They're a way to show, already. Yeah, it's not a way to show that this is getting harder and harder, right? They, they, that's what the punching's for. They're sweaty from. The moment they're in the, the arena, <laughs> it's just, there's just so many close-ups of it, Drago just just tries to sweat, well, and it's, it's and sweat itself is it, you, you know again like you could use it to show things getting harder or people trying, but it's like it's not, just, no no they 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 turned up at the arena and they walked into the shower. It's July in Nevada. What do you expect? Well, that that's fine, but you you see what I mean, right? That it's, there's, yeah. there's no change there. It's, it's just well, these guys are are just they have a. Well, the change over the course of the fight is the injuries and the blood. Yeah, but that's that's um, like it doesn't give you an idea of effort. It gives oh, you an idea of, of, of damage. damage. Yeah, right. Okay, um, and, and and that's fine. But I just I just kept just every time something happened, you know, you know, whether it's the exhibition match or the match at the end, and, and but I suppose itself is an exhibition match. Um, I, I, I could not think about it all the time. I just these guys are always sweaty. Did you think... And the thing is, that would have been—I mean—that would have been applied makeup-wise. Sorry, I'm going to go on about you're, this. You really love talking because, about because this. that because because it would have been applied as as makeup. <laughs> that meant like for you know however long they were spending doing those shoots, it was just like listener at this bring point, in Jeff, bring in Jeff. He's listener, got the bucket of at, at this point. I had to cut out. I, I had to cut out Ed talking about sweaty men for another forty minutes. <laughs> um, when Apollo arrives in the ring and he's dressed like Uncle Sam. And you've got James Brown in the scene performing Living in America. <laughs> it's the most over-the-top entrance possible. Oh, no, but I, li- I, but I know I like that. I thought that was good. Oh, it's great. I also like the fact that he's credited as the godfather of soul. <laughs> that's, his, that's his credit in the, in, you know, at, at the scroll at the end. The godfather Brown, as if that's his character's name. Played by James Brown. <laughs> but I saw it perhaps as maybe an allegory for American overconfidence because they just walk in and say yeah we're great we're going to win we're, you know we're not going to take we're not even, we don't even have to take this seriously oh yeah well, and, and compare that to Drago who's looking around as the, the ring rises up out of the floor and there's these flash walls and he's looking around and it's clear from the way it's edited like what on earth is going on what the hell is this carnival that I've walked I th- into you're right and, I, and, I, and again I think it's um 
that's a that's a good thing to have. That adds that adds a lot to 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 to, to what's going on. But it just it's not. It, it needed another pass it because this idea of like, well, he's an amateur, and so Creed is very overconfident. Well, he hasn't really fought. He's an amateur. He's, he's you know. Yeah, he's an he's, he's an Olympic Olympic gold, he, I think. Oh yeah, right. I, was say, I, thought, but, I thought he'd done Olympics. I think it was like he, he yeah, had yeah. gold at the Olympics. So he's a, he's sort of a known quantity of of some description. Yeah. Um, which perhaps makes it a little bit weird that the just jump straight into it and think, oh, he's like he's a, as if he's a complete mystery. But but you, you know, I, again, I think I think it's there's something good there, but it, it needs another pass because. You know, although they mention he's an amateur and blah blah blah, that's that's showing the overconfidence. You don't really get so much where you're showing, and and it's a difficult one. You don't get so much really to see that, oh, or to to fool the audience. Let's say, or maybe Drake is a bit, you know, brittle or, or whatever. Maybe you know, maybe you know, maybe there's some there's some doubt here. Maybe Apollo will uh, win because of course. Um, the height difference alone is so. Well, I mean, yeah, but Rocky's even shorter. Oh no, exactly, exactly. But so this idea of the overconfidence, you think, but but you're fighting a giant, a giant, <laughs> a giant, giant man that can punch you from the other end of Every the ring. ring, and and but you've already seen him lots. You see what I mean? Like the, it, it's weird that the, it, it it's weird. There's, there's the audience knows that. Drago is a very formidable opponent. Yeah. That he's powerful and that he is implacable. Apollo has a completely different mindset. He's he has a different point of view of the audience. He's only thinking about his own skill and his own legacy in a way. And yeah. he thinks that oh I'm I'm amazing, you know, the only one who even comes close to me is Rocky. I it's and it's gonna be an exhibition about this is going to be an easy thing. Whereas you know, the audience knows already that Drago is, he's going to fight for real. So you have the suspense element there. What's going to happen when these two come together? Because, because the bad, the bad guy is taking it seriously. And the good guy thinks this is a joke. You're right. I think, but I, I do kind of wonder that you've slightly deflated things because there's no reveal to the audience. I, I, so reveal, a reveal of what? Of, of how formidable Drago is. So, so for instance, I, I was thinking a, a different way to do it would be perhaps that the, 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 the Russians are trying to set up an exhibition match and nobody's taking their calls, basically. So, you know, nobody, and, and so Apollo's the one that, for that shot at, at glory, decides, well, I... I don't mind doing it, and I'll pull my contacts in, and I'll, I'll get this exhibition. So, so like it's it is all about him. So he he essentially puts this on, and you don't even see Drago himself. Maybe maybe some photos, and you see a few training things, um, but you know he's so confident he can defeat anybody that that you don't actually see Drago till later. Except perhaps maybe you get you get one or two other people that have seen him and they're maybe trying to advise Apollo. I mean, you could maybe well, do this with Rocky, like saying. No, I, he might actually be the real deal. You should, you should you should be taking this more seriously. He can brush that off. You're still back into the same position where he's overconfident. But then the scene itself, you could have Drago rise up uh, out of the ground, and then right. it would be like th- there'd be a reveal of you know no he is a monster. Like so this is, so you so your idea is leaning into the suspense even more by making Drago this almost like mythical figure 
in the background. So, oh, he's this. He was this Olympic gold. He's no, no, no. I know what. That's the thing. I think. I think. I think. You, or, don't, you, or don't, or you don't go too hard on that. I think. I think. You 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 keep the focus on Apollo all the time, being able to dismiss that. Like, you know, you know, sort of people saying, you know, no, no, you competed at the Olympics, and they said, no, no, but that's that's an amateur thing. He's not, he's not a professional. It's, you know, and he's a younger guy, and saying, well, no, I'm, I'm going to take him to school and things, and then maybe have Rocky sort of have to do some sort of initial meet and greet or something like that, or showing showing him around the, the sort of the home, um, you know, training camp for, yeah. you know, for a week, and then and then being able to say well, to like Apollo, the- no, I I think you might be in trouble here because I like I've seen him, and again, you you don't really. You, you don't put too much on a Drago itself, but it's 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 not to be not to make him monstrous, up until the stage where you see you no, know, he is a monster of a guy, to make it more seem like, oh, you know, Apollo is going into this blind because there's other people trying to, sort of the little hints there here and there that this is not going to go the way you think it is. I I think that 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 falls into the problem of the bomb under the restaurant table. That you don't yeah. you don't know there's a bomb under the table until it goes off until you see Drago and then you realize how much trouble Apollo is in. If you know the bomb is there in advance and you're waiting for it to go off, so if you know Drago is yeah. a monster, but Apollo doesn't know because Apollo doesn't know the bomb's under the table. But then when they finally come face to face. That's when finally the suspense is released, and Apollo realizes that he's in trouble. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe sort of half and half of, of yeah. both our ideas. Yeah. But Apollo gets overconfident because he doesn't really have much interest in Drago, but the audience knows. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You've you know because this is the fourth in the series, you you don't need to you don't need to have Apollo training for anything. In, no. fact, in fact, in fact, you don't want to see him training because that's kind of the point. You want him to be overconfident. Yeah. But maybe if you, you if you see a thing where, um, I don't know, like a scene where, well, okay, the Russians are bringing one of two fighters over, right? And Apollo's confident he'll fight anybody, and you see, and there's a sort of shorter thing of, and again to to sort of show the dehumanizing. Uh, idea of things, you know, the the, the Soviets ba- basically sort of say, well, you know, we're going to get you two to fight, and whoever survives, they're the ones that, that they're going to go to America and, and, and fight the winner. And then you get to see, you know, Drago destroy, you know, somebody else. So again, so you've you've kind of got around. So you, yes, yeah, so we know. So Drago is the bomb, and we know that he's there. Yeah, and and again, yeah. and again, you've reinforced this idea of like he's basically a tool that they're going to as a. That that could work well as like an opening scene in the film. Yeah. Yes, that, absolutely. That, that then sets up the threat of Drago before yeah. we catch up with yeah. what Rocky and um, yeah. Apollo are doing. And if you and if you uh, you know if you again in the eighties, of course you would. But like if you wanted to do that again, you you wouldn't have fancy, uh, you know, a friendly sort of arena. This would be taking place, you know, probably at night, lit with floodlights and. Uh, the the, well, the Drago versus unnamed other Russian boxer like that. It, that's your sign. That would be like I, I, that would be at, like it would be at an army barracks. And, it, and would, it would yeah, be it would harsh. be. It would be in secret. Yeah, inside. They'd be area. wearing they'd be wearing camouflage boxing shorts oh, yeah. or, or or whatever. The first thing I have to do is find each other in the ring. Well, possibly. <laughs> but but I think I think that would have been a good way of, because you 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 you're right. If he, if he just emerges out of nothing, then yeah, you you not it's not quite satisfying. But I think if. If you've established that it's good, you double down on Apollo 
sort of deliberately remaining ignorant of all the problems that might be coming yeah. his way, then you have the then you have the fight. Yeah, I hmm. we've solved it. We let's, fixed let's, it. Let's, okay, yeah, nice work. Give me thirty million dollars back in nineteen eighty five. Oh, what? are you going are you going to be in it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, listeners don't know, but I look exactly like like Dolph Lundgren um, in this mm. prime. You've got glasses on. You your prescription doesn't work. It, I think if I had them, if there's long sighted, short sighted, and you know, Lundgren uh, vision. Lundgren vision. You've you've got unlundgren vision. He's got a doctorate as well. Uh, I don't think he does. He's got a masters in chemical engineering. I, think. I believe he has a doctorate. Fair enough. I mean, I wouldn't fight him to argue about it. Maybe you could uh, like uh, co-host a symposium with him. He uh, he could do the he could do chemistry. You could do physics. Uh, get um, uh, Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, Nor- Chuck Norris to do a biology lecture about the um, effect on the musculature of kicking people really high in the face. Yep, excellent. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think I'm. Quite as well known as Dolph Lundgren and Chuck Norris, but okay. Who said you were going to be the headline act? Well, no, but I think <laughs> even to be on the same stage, they would think, who's this guy? It's like, well, I've, I, uh, I helped solve Rocky IV. Well, it's either you or Brian decade. May. It's either you or Brian May. Uh, I think Brian May's going to, yeah. I'll, let's let's uh, then, think about that. But then I really wouldn't bet on Brian May in a fight against Dolph Lundgren. It has too long. It's not regulation. I wouldn't bet on ten of me in a fight against Dolph Lundgren. Oh, now ten of ten of you could wear him out running around. Yeah, he'd he'd he'd, he'd <laughs> wear himself out punching nine of us to death, and then the tenth me could maybe sit on him. I mean, what have we got up to? Um, yes, yeah, so after the fight, and uh, Apollo being pronounced dead. Drago is incredibly callous. But again, it's hard to know whether or not it's the way he genuinely feels or if it's just that he's been indoctrinated with not caring about whether or not his opponents survive. Yeah, I, um, I, think, I think it's slightly let down by, if you like, the, I mean, I know it's a fictional film, but... The behaviour in the ring is such that the fight would have been stopped. He strangles the ref at one point. Or yes. grabs him by the, by the throat or something like that. He, he, he throws, you know, and, and hitting... I mean, I don't know the rules of boxing. You but, don't hit the referee. No, you don't hit the referee, but I'm pretty sure he also hits Apollo when Apollo's... After got, the got, got, got a knee on the, on, on the mat and things like that. Uh, oh. I'm sure that sort of thing is, is, is not allowed. I, I mean, maybe, but... I, but It's it because... Yes, the the count to ten finishes when you're back on both feet, so it seems like you're not allowed to hit a person unless they're on both feet. That mm. seems right. Yeah, that seems fair anyway. That's how oh, sure, but uh, yeah, that's how but, they should do it. Well, I think so, but 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 regardless, I I think that's a slight weakness because, um, I mean maybe they were, I mean they're maybe they're really trying to show like he's so aggressive, he's so. Uh, sort of monstrous and willing to kill and uh, yeah, but but actually I think at that stage he would have been better as a sort of an emotionless machine, you know that could just take up all the apart. 
and 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 all the sort of the, the fancy dancing and 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 all that all the showmanship comes from Apollo's side, and yeah. I, and I think you also then miss the opportunity to when he goes down. Uh, the, there's pandemonium, right? That's the pro- like the the reporters rush this the stage and there's sort of a million shots of people just looking at things and cameras flashing yeah. and stuff. And I think, um, I, I think again, there's a missed opportunity there to have Drago sort of immediately surrounded by his handlers and just they just move away. And that's the uncaring part of it. It's just he's just killed this guy and it's just. That's job, just done, job and all done. the emotional stuff is from the American side yeah. of things. Job done. Back on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas the general pandemonium, and you know, uh, you, you know, this sort of people asking, oh, you know, get a doctor and things like that, as if there weren't going to be professionals there. Again, again, I think if we went back to our solution to it, again, you you could you could have an, an argument where, uh, you know, Apollo having pulled all this together. Uh, you know, ha- hasn't really got the support staff, and uh, you, you know things are not right. And again, people are warning him, like, you know, you got to do this properly, Apollo. You can't just bodge it all. Yeah, you know, or like this isn't you know properly insured, or, or something like that. Again, yeah. and and again, even that would lend a bit of weight to the idea of you know if the Rocky wants to challenge him, and the the, the boxing, the American sort of boxing board are saying, no, no, this you know, you know that was a complete. Um, you know, horror show, mm. and it wasn't that. That wasn't sanctioned. You are not going to be able to compete. Uh, there's no belt competition here, and if you go to 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 Russia, you're going to have to uh, give up the belt. And you could put a bit more into that. And again, you could you could also then show sort of Rocky being a bit more um, uh, sort of torn about this because he is guilty about not having thrown in the towel. And it turns out, well, okay the belt is not as important as going and doing what he thinks is right. But mm. he, he only has to justify that to Adrian, really. That, you know, that, that's all the justification. Yes. It's like, oh, th- this is who I am, so I'm doing this. And she, you know, lets him go she and has... then just turns up a couple of days later. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to support you 100%. She, she does wait until he's uh, been there for long enough to grow a beard. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't know, he's so manly, that's... that could have been... a day and a half there's there's almost there's literally no gap between the end of the fight his funeral and then the announcement that Rocky's fighting him it's it's pretty much three consecutive scenes right and Um, that's that's kind of where the second act is supposed to be I feel it's the third act is the confrontation in Russia and the and the montages sort of act as bridging points the first act is the build-up to the fight, and the climax of the first act is the fight. The second act, question mark, and then the third act starts with the montages in Russia of the training and then going into the final yeah. bout. But you're right, there's that that gap in the middle that needs to be fleshed out, the, the character material yeah. of Rocky's his grief, his guilt what, whatever's going on on the yeah. Russian side as well that could be developed and giving Drago more of a, an internal life or just say flat out he doesn't have one yeah and, and it is tricky because you know a boxing movie where people are specifically not boxing at, at any given moment but it's it, it, tricky you know it, it'd be very easy to have a real sag in the middle not 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 just a, not just a tonal shift but like a you know it just would drag 
But that's a hard thing to avoid. But if there you have the conflict within Rocky about surrendering his legacy as a fighter, surrendering up his belts, all, all of that, for this one fight, which he is far from guaranteed a win, purely to assuage his own guilt and grief and um, recapture that pride. Or, or, that conflict is interesting. And to have that perhaps acted out in uh, in physical form. I mean, because, as, you, as we said, the film has no subtext. People just talk about everything. Yeah. Like, there could be meetings with the boxing board and there could be conflict with Adrian and even even Paulie's trying to talk him out of it because... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I just I just mean that the, the, those scenes themselves would be tricky. You'd have to have a real think about... They would have to. Yeah. They would have to have an energy to them. They would have. To, there have to be an urgency that. So to prevent that, that sag that you yeah. that you mentioned. I, it, yeah, the, yeah. The pace has to be maintained. That's yes, I, I think that would be that would be the hardest. I mean, just if you were scripting it, that would be the hardest bit to make satisfactory to the audience. It, it'd be important, but that, I think that would be. I think that those would be difficult scenes. Mm. To, I mean, just literally the, the mechanics of writing it, the, yeah. those scenes to say, well, okay, you, you've got that, you've got thirty-five minutes here, well, or something like that. that. And you say you've got you've got to get from first act to, to, to third act. You've got a bit of setup. You know the conclusion. That that thirty-five mean, minutes, let's say, is. I mean, thinking about the overall length of the film as well, you maybe only need twenty minutes there. It's, but it's it's stuff that you need to ground yeah. the third act emotionally. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, we're we're agreeing. I'm just I'm just thinking like if you're just thinking in in more practice. Like how, how would I how would you actually do it? like what, what what would the scenes be? You know, what's the dialogue like again? Because you, you you don't have Apollo to bounce things off of. I mean, you've literally you know lost that other yeah. character. So so that that sort of thing is is well, difficult. Do you become perhaps that's why they're not there. Duke becomes a much more prominent character in this movie. He's sort of in the background mm. in the earlier films as Apollo's trainer. But he becomes much more of a, a prominent figure here. Yeah. Well, again, and, and there's the bit where he's sort of saying, well, you know, he raised Apollo, you know, Apollo was like his son, yeah. type of thing. And, but again, it's just, it's just stated. And you're like, well, he, Rocky's already on the road to, like, I mean, they're already in Russia. They're, yeah. They're, they're, you know, that, at least I think they're in Russia at that point. But, um, you, you know, that's, that's already happening. Whereas, whereas I think you could have something where, uh, you know, Rocky's heartbroken about this, but sort of, you know, there's the funeral and they accept. Okay, well, you know, you know, it ended up getting killed. Apollo really made a bad mistake there. This was it was a bad situation to be in. You know, it, that should not have gone down that way. Blah blah blah, and everybody and the sort of the band is broken up type of thing. And then you put it back together and then say. We're, oh. this, we're going to go and, do you see what I mean like, yes. like you know if, 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 if someone that was like your son was beaten to death in the ring Duke should have a, a, a sort of scene or there's got to be a scene where Rocky has to approach Duke and say well the, you know this is what I, I, want, I want to do and, and Duke has to I, I, again I'm just thinking in this sort of the ebb and flow of you've got to have Duke say well no I'm, I, you know, I can't be part of this you know because he, you know, he's heartbroken yeah. and he doesn't, you know, want, you know, he doesn't want Rocky to go to go the same way as Apollo did, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want, yeah, he doesn't or, want Rocky's pride to make him as, as much of a, a victim. Yes, exactly. You know, and 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 Duke could justifiably be angry at Rocky for not having thrown in the the, the towel, and then and again that could kind of come out of it of Rocky 
admitting, you know, yes, that was that was a mistake, even if I promised that was, you know, that was a bad thing. It was Apollo's pride that led Rocky to keep to stop to to allow the fight to continue, and Duke doesn't want that same pride to push Rocky to his death as well. Yes. Yeah. The I, fighter's pride. Yes. But again, again, and, it, so, it, it, and that and that could be a really intense emotional scene. Yes, I think so. I think I think you, it would be better to build up a character if you if you get them to if you get it to a point where, and again, sorry, I'm I'm just thinking of. <laughs> so I I think I think yes, you you could get Rocky to the point where he has to admit that he did the wrong thing and that contributed to his death uh, to Apollo's death, mm. and and by and by properly admitting it, not in a qualified way to say like you know that he needs Duke to guide him because he wants to he wants to go to Russia and he want he, he wants to to, to, to fight mm. um, and that would be the thing that turned Duke around to, to see that uh, he, to see that he is needed but also that this is not just a prideful I mean I mean it's kind of revenge it's a, a sort of different slope, yeah. slope but but also Duke could realize that you know if, if he's not there to to provide that guidance, it's going to go down the same way mm. uh, again. Um, and again, uh, 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 you know, even Polly sort of, I, I think you could have slightly more powerful moments if, if you have, you know, people like him or the support saying, uh, you know, we're not with you on this be- because it's, because it's just a bad idea. And Apollo showed it was a bad idea. Rocky has to come to it from a, a different angle and say, this is why I think this is important. I, to I, I have to do this. I will do it without you if I have to. Yes, that, yeah, that's. But I, but I need to have you there. Yeah, I think, or 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 even even for the the characters themselves to have that agency to say for Duke to realize, well, you know, Rocky's plan will not work, you know, w- without me. I, I, I'm going to have to be an influence on this because otherwise it will go down in the same way. And then, so he would go out with. He'd go out with, he'd go out to Russia with Duke and Paulie as well because Paulie is hilarious, and it's, and then later on Adrian joins yeah. them as she does in the actual film to show her support and to show that she understands why Rocky's doing this and that she wants to help yeah. as best she can. Yeah, or, or or even perhaps a situation where Rocky you know go, goes out and you know he, he's isolated himself and he's training, but it's not, um, uh, you, you know the. He's sort of punishing himself, and so and his his idea of isolating himself and and being in the cold and and you know kind of doing everything himself, uh, you know, isn't actually working. And it takes Duke and Adrian coming over to say, well, to change to change the idea from one of being just penance to a sort of more of a redemption thing, yes. where they say, well, okay, if we're going to do this, we have to do it right. That you know, this is what we're gonna we're gonna start to do. You could even do it where Rocky goes. And you know the Russians give him access to all of their amazing sports sciencey sort of stuff, and uh, you know again it's it's very sterile and mm. it's not you, you know the, because the Russians want to say yes we're going to show the world that we're going to have a very fair fight you will have the same uh, training equipment as yeah. as our champion yeah and again you you could you you could use all those those, those punching bags and all sorts of weird things and the numbers and this all, all the little digital read out of flashing yeah, lights yeah. and everything and you could you could use it to show that he's good but he's not as good 
and so his failure seems like a foregone conclusion and, and then when Duke and, and Adrian uh, arrive they take him out of that situation and so again then you still got the Russians going well look that's not going to make any difference because we, we can show by the numbers he's not going to win because it's because you can't measure heart with well, the, numbers. Well, well, this is the thing. I mean, the, the, this is the real. Uh, I, I mean, even though I'm saying that that's what I would sort of want to do in that in the film to kind of, yeah, uh, you know, because you need contrasting tones and you need you, you need the, the kind of the rhythm to, to to change for these things. But uh, at the same time, I really hate that aspect of it being <laughs> coming from a science background. Whenever I see things like, well, I'll just get this old jumper and I'll not necessarily an old jumper but you know that sort of thing of like well I'm going to carry some wood around because wood's more wood's more honest than steel and plastic it's exactly the same as the karate kid yeah yeah you just have to believe a bit more yeah but it's but it's like sort of learning the technique through other actions yeah it's that idea of like science is alien it's not to be trusted yeah, it can give you numbers, but who you can't hug a number and then and then you're like, look at look at this guy. He's running around in the snow. He's got again a sock jacket. No, but it's it, but, but that's that. This, I, I know exactly what yeah, you mean. Yeah, and, and I really don't like it. And I can imagine like surely every person who's done a sports science degree is sitting there going, but but we do. We this is how you get good athletes. You have to measure what they're like, and you 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 change the diet, and you do things like that, and you measure it, and you try and give them help and support. It's not some. It's not supposed to be a thing where you put them in a kind of weird, sterile prison. And and on a scientific level, you're exactly right. But I I can't remember whether or not it's in this one or it's in one of the other Rocky films. But he's talking to his son and saying that boxing is not about how hard you can hit; it's how hard you can get hit and stay standing and yes that's the point but uh, uh, and I think also then you know coming back to well no hold on I'll divert quite I'll divert momentarily it's, it's the same it's the same issue you get although it, it, it's by far the easiest route out so I don't know how you change this it's, it, it, it's, it's the same thing with loads of science fiction films and adventure films and stuff where someone invents something and the film is essentially about how that is a bad thing and that, that change and the secret ingredient is love well, I, well, that, that's how you defeat it in the end. You just believe enough, or you just use the force and trust yourself, or whatever. But, but it's that thing of like, oh, we've invented this thing, and that's that's the issue. The, you know, science, science has come up with this thing. This is why it's bad, and it has to be defeated somehow. It, but it's a very, very difficult thing to think of a story where there is already some sort of issue. And someone invents something that can solve it, and that's what they use to solve it. There's, there's, there isn't a conflict, or that sort of a one-way flow. So, so I, I'm saying this is this is. I mean, everybody's now seen, I'm sure, a hundred films where someone invents a thing, and then it gets used for evil purposes or something, and then, you know, a, a group have to team together and, hey, you're using those old. Um, what would be more interesting you know, is if they use the same is if the heroes use the same invention to defeat the villain, because then the point would be that it's not the science that's bad. It's science is a tool, and it's good or bad depending on who's using it. Yeah, like if the Invisible Man was defeated by another Invisible Man, <laughs> just got eaten by an invisible tiger. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> but but. In, at the end of the Invisible Man, I think he just like falls over a cliff or something. 
Um, he's not. He's not. It's like that. The whole thing is, yeah, he shouldn't have meddled in God's domain. Yeah. Whereas it would be more interesting if, um, in some way, the invisibility wound up defeating him, or the or the the science was used to defeat him in some way. Mm. Yeah. It's. Um, yeah. It's, but but again, but going back to the rocky stuff, I think I think. Um, okay, fair enough. If we're, if we're, if we're going to have this idea of you know it has to be there has to be more heart to it. I think you could do that by showing the difference between the sort of the sterile, let's say, science, and then he's taken out of that, and that's where he really kind of because Drago is training. Well, going back to being how hard you can hit, Drago is training to knock Rocky down, but Rocky is training to be able to absorb those blows. Yes, again, but I, that's the thing. I think I think you you um, does it so they, they if they train differently. Then it kind of balances out that 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 Drago is just I have to I have to get I have to knock him down I have to knock him out, but Rocky is thinking more strategically. Yeah, I, but again, I think I think you need to put more into it in terms of. Um, you just need to be better. Than the film no, 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 no. I think I think I think. But I, again, I think it is you want to introduce a flaw to Drago, uh, like, um, you know. Like he's got a bit of a glass jaw, right? So that, so that, you, you know, and you, and you want that to already have been mentioned, even by the the, the Soviets. So I'm saying, like, well, you know, and then he's he's all he's all power, yeah, and he's he's too big to kind of move quickly in the ring, or he has some kind of strategic deficit, yes, that other fighters haven't been able to exploit. But because Rocky is the world champion, he's obviously better than they are. Yeah, so he can. Well, that's the thing, and then, and you want the the baddies to be sort of like, well, or you know, you know the the, the, the uh, you know, maybe say like you've got the manager or one of the scientists is kind of going, well, yeah, you're right, you know, like he's got a glass jaw, like he's you know, he's not maneuverable enough, like he's you know he's he's too built up when we need to train, and then you've got one of the other guys going, don't be a fool, like like they'll yeah. never get a hit in or. Don't you ever say that again? You know that sort of thing. Well, like he, he tires out by the fourth round. Yes, something like. Right, so it, all Rocky needs to do is like just keep absorbing the blows until the fourth round, and then he can just get in one good punch. Well, that that's and, the and that's the thing that yeah. shows Drago's fall. Because and like in the final fight, where Rocky finally gets a a punch in, and it cuts Drago's um, temple. Yeah. I said, ah, he's bleeding. He's human after all. Yes. Well, that, but that's the thing. Yeah, they, they, they need more set up for that, I think. And again, you, you can do it with all the kind of classic tropes and things like that. We've yeah. seen in these films. Like, again, I think, you know, like the scientists are sort of, well, they're, they're the nerd, right? So, that, so again, you know, they're bringing, they're sort of saying, look at these numbers, you know, that it shows that this is, you know, a problem. You know, it's, it's like, you know, there's a small chance that rebels might be able to destroy us. And it's that sort of thing of like, well, don't, don't, be, like, don't be ridiculous or... You'll be in a gulag in in Siberia if you talk that yeah. way again. That that sort of thing, because then because again then you you feed it to the audience of that there is a there is a chance and you could, like you know what or or, or even you, you you might want to do it in such a way where you where you want to suggest that there is a chance but it's it's not clear what the strategy should be. Now this is what makes it much more difficult if you if you genuinely have to have a a real proper boxing. Strategy that could defeat somebody with that particular weakness. That's where you'd have to maybe consult a few more people before you wrote it. Where where you would say like, you know, we want to think of a fighter who's very very good but has a tactical weakness, and will actually 
trains Stallone so that in the action scenes they are they are working along the lines of uh, to make to, to make to make it seem that that that's actually make, what you were fighting against. Absolutely, and 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 even you know even a couple of you know you know even sort of within that dummies or double bluffs or whatever of, you know you know he's trying something and this one gets like well why is he not. He's, he's, he's like, what's he doing this time? He's like doing odd stuff in the yeah, room. yeah, and then eventually, like, oh no, he knows our weakness, and 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 by that time it's too late because the round has started, and and you know, but I, again, I think it, I think you're right. It's like, well, you know, he he doesn't have the stamina, um, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, so by the sixth round, you know, there's a there's a there's a chance that rock, and then, and then again, it's like, well, don't be ridiculous. No one's ever lasted more than one round with Drago. It's impossible. Yeah, and of course the audience are like it's not impossible. It's not impossible because it's a Rocky will, movie. Because it's Rocky and Rocky will do it, you know. So 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 again, I think I think um, that that sort of thing. It's just you need another pass and you need someone to go. Okay, but how do how do the chess pieces move around a little bit mm. more before before because because the the final fight is. Oh, that's a torpedo. Probably. Um, so yeah, the, I mean the final fight is. They, they they beat the hell out of each other and up, and apart from the bit where he gets cut and you know he's you know he is human after all that, that's only there's only that one beat of that and the rest of it is just i mean it's not a montage because it's well it sort of is a montage it, it is kind of but, is, you know, but you know for, for a lot of the rounds it, it's just it just keeps going um but at the same time it's not it's not particularly brutal so another way you could perhaps do it is is it just keeps going and and all, almost the, the audience also got, get worn out as they're watching it. Of, like this just keeps going, and it, and it's you know it just becomes this war of attrition, and it's uh, not good boxing. It's just, they're just beating each other up, and Rocky just sort of drags himself through it more. I mean that that sort of is what happens in in, in the fight, if you like, because yeah. it goes on for these fifteen rounds, I think, yeah. or it's in the sixteenth round he he he, he wins. Um, but actually, because the sequence is not that long, you see what I mean. The, yeah. the, audi- the, the audience, it's it's just not being given enough time to breathe and for you to feel the weight of the fight and the weight of the abuse they're inflicting on each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's too action movie. So in a way, your criticism of the film is that it's too short. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It, it's it's undercooked. So you really want this film to be longer? I I agree. I mean, it's it is, it is too short. It's under ninety minutes. It could easily be two hours and would would feel comfortable at two hours, because there's enough. So, yeah. There's enough in the story and there's enough emotional material to easily justify that length. Yes, but but again, I think I think it's a little bit like it is a little bit like mechanics. It's like. Well, this you know this character has to have a reversal of fortune. There has to be this amount of foreshadowing so that in this part, this kind, of, I, I mean, that could potentially end up with a, a kind of soulless movie that, that you didn't particularly enjoy. But 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 I do think be, because it's about I mean it's literally about some conflicts. It's about some conflicts in the ring. I think I think you you do have to sort of engineer that and, and sort of say well this you know this has to come in at this point and this has to happen and. Um, you know, it, it is a bit paint by numbers, perhaps, but I, I do think almost if someone had submitted that draft, you could sort of say, okay, we're going to get we're going to get Dave to take another pass at this because there's something there. 
That's but we actually want a prop like a son to really properly yeah that's craft that and then we'll, we'll get you to film that it's yeah it's kind of like you say it is a little paint by numbers in that you can see what everything's supposed to be yeah and you can see how it's supposed to fit together but it's just missing that extra polish yeah that extra I, element I, I to mean, get everything to gel just yeah. right I mean uh, recently I was watching Alien and I think similar-ish sort of thing Alien is very polished and it comes together yes. and, I, and I think the way it came together was obviously in some ways quite lucky I think I think it had lots of elements in it and it's better than the sum of its parts because I think there were enough disagreements and enough strong characters within the production to sort of say well, we're going to change this we're going to add this in you know um, but I think that in, it inherently is quite a simple story, right? You, you, yeah, it's a haunted house film. It's a kind of haunted house film, okay. Um, and, and, but it has a lot of polish to it because, because there's lots of thought going into, okay, how do you make an alien that is scary and is not just a, a person in a green mask? You go, well, we'll do this and well, we'll, the production design. We'll, we'll talk to someone who does weird, interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. How do you make sure you identify with the crew? It's like, well, okay, we'll, we'll make them like this and we'll have these conversations and, and you know, the look and feel will be like this and you'll feel... You, you know, crafting all that stuff is, is what makes that a really, really good film. And I think, again, it, does, it doesn't matter that it's a different genre and it doesn't matter that there is a different story to it. When you, when you compare it to something like Rocky Four. I mean, it seems ridiculous to compare them, but I, but I think it's it's one where you think, well, okay, the the fundamentals of the story are are in place, but it's not. It 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 doesn't come out of the project as as no. well. How do you see this film within the overall context of Stallone's career? Because the Rocky series as a whole has often reflected the state that his career is in. The first film, he's the unknown underdog who goes the distance mm. and won Best Picture at the Oscars. Uh, he was Oscar-nominated for his writing and acting. Uh, the second film, he's, a, he's now a big success. The, and continuing with the third film, the fourth film is the most sort of overblown and over-the-top because by this point he was making Rambo First Blood Part Two and Cobra and all these ludicrous action mm. pictures. And then with Rocky V, it's about Rocky stumbling and having to pull back from his previous successes because he's, the fight with Drago has given him brain damage and he's having to think small and think, you know, go back to the streets, go back to training a new generation of fighters. It's like he has himself stepping back. And, and within the film, the actor playing the new young up-and-coming fighter was someone Stallone was grooming to be uh, an up-and-coming star himself. Right. And then there's the long period until Rocky Balboa in 2006, where Rocky himself is making a comeback to say, I know I'm old, I know that I've only got one fight left in me, but I'm going to make it count. And Rocky Balboa surprised everyone by being a really good movie and being a contender at the Oscars. And with Creed... It's Rocky chaperoning a new generation and handing over to a new generation of, of fighters and trainers in the same way that Stallone didn't write the script, 
and was handing over the character yeah. to a new generation of filmmakers. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I have no insight into Stallone's uh, personal life or his thought process or anything. But I mean, I, I, from the little bits of trivia I know about Rocky, I mean, obviously, Rocky, the first one, was very, very personal to him, and it was important that he did it on his own terms. And yeah. apparently, you know, they'd already offered. To, to make the movie in different circumstances with more money and, and he'd turn he was, them down so yeah. that he could do it. Um, and that was the conditions of, of making the sale and, and that you know didn't almost didn't work and he had to sell his dog or something like that because <laughs> he, um, and bought it back immediately when they when he when he actually made the money and things and um so but it, but again it's very very difficult to know you know if someone offers you demolition man or or something like that, you know. How do you, you know, what is that to use a paycheck? Is it a? It, the thing is, w- without knowing that sort of thing, it, it's quite easy to sort of think, well, surely you have enough money at that stage, and you would uh, do blah blah blah. But it, in the same same sense, you know, I'm, you know, as a viewer, I, I'm on board for all these Marvel, you know, spectacle films and things. Yes. And I think, well, surely you would just do that. That'd be amazing. And you think, well, okay, but, you know, if you were the act, if you were the actor themselves. Um, you know, doing a, a small, low-budget film where you feel that you are doing your really good work mm. uh, probably is much more fun and rewarding, not financially, but 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 sort of emotionally, emotionally um, than standing in front of a blue screen mm. for months on end, um, because in that sense, it doesn't really matter if that makes a billion dollars. I mean, yeah, you might be on a nice sort of share of the profits or whatever yeah. so so you know you might make one for you and one for the studio system if you like um but it, but it's i mean i mean you don't really know these things i don't think you, you you know it doesn't matter even if you're really interested in an actor and you read up things about them and you read their their interviews and stuff because because fundamentally you're reading press interviews and you're reading i, I mean there might, there might be some uh, biographies and things that would get into the heart of it a little bit more you might do more sort of historical research but I, I think as a as a sort of a film goer I, I personally am not that interested I've got to admit um, but also I know that the, the sources of information I have which are exactly the same as anybody else who's you know messing around on the internet and right. you know can look up IMDB or whatever or Wikipedia or that sort of thing I, you know I have no there's no other strand that I'm going to tap into I am aware of that that is a very particular filtered view of that that person I don't really I don't really know them so so you know like I you know I've sorry that that's a long and complicated way of saying you know I've I've read things uh, read little interviews with Stallone and and um, uh, I I think one of the I, I did read an interview once where he was sort of suggesting well like apart from anything else people think I speak like Rocky like I <laughs> I don't actually like. I don't speak that way. I don't. I don't think it's not just me putting my thoughts down on screen. He is a. He's a character. He's got. He's. He, you know. He. He deliberately speaks more slowly and more mumbly and, and all that sort of stuff. And and um. You, you know when when he's doing things like demolition man and um, was it Cobra? Was it Cobra? Yeah. Yeah. Or or, or any number of those things. Um, I. You know it's. I'm. I'm not suggesting he's one of the great all-time actors or anything, but he is a he is a person. He I mean he's, 
he's got a brain and and, yes. and and he seems quite willing to sort of laugh a little bit at himself now I think I mean actually I think I think um, you, you know you do get periods where these people have to be sort of on all the time and on brand and and take themselves quite seriously because they are building something up but it's some something as a few of this is simply it's quite nice sometimes when they do get to an age or a stage uh, where they start to be able to be a bit more confident about taking the mick out of themselves a little bit more um, uh, you, you know even, even something like Tom Cruise who's you know obviously very 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 driven at doing what he does mm. with things like the Mission Impossible stuff he seems to have relaxed into the idea of we're here to make a, a roller coaster ride for people. That's that's what it's about. Right. Um, and I, I, I don't think he has much to prove to, or or, he, or maybe he doesn't want to prove to them, uh, much more as uh, as an actor. He he wants to deliver more as a as a uh, as a, 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 a movie makers. But you know, as a movie maker, I think you, you know Tom Cruise is a good actor. And has shown lots of different ways where he, um, you know, has done good acting in different bits and, and shown different facets. And I, and I think he, he maybe has come on board with the idea of that's not really what the audience are looking for. But again, I don't know. And, and I don't One think... can only surmise so much from someone's work about what they're actually like. Yeah. I do think. That's that's a fair point. I do think in the case of the Rocky movies, there is, there is a parallel that one doesn't see in, for example, the Expendables or the Rambo films, uh, because Rocky was the making of him. So he's going to have a very close relationship with that character, and he likes that character. He clearly is, feels very warmly towards the character sure. of Rocky, and Rocky is always portrayed as being a very warm, likable man of the people, a flawed character but someone the audience can look up to and, yeah. and feel comfortable with. I mean, maybe Rambo would be worth another look, I suppose, because there have been more Rambo films. In fact, there's one out or has just come out. Now. There have been uh, five. I won't take your word for it. Is it the fifth one that's out now? Uh, First Blood, Rambo, First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3... Rambo and Rambo Last Blood. Right. But there have been eight Rocky films. Yeah, okay. But not eight where it's all... It's not eight where it's him necessarily. There have been six where it's... Yeah. There have been six Rocky films. And then the two Creed films where he's a major player but not the lead. Yeah. But it's it's still following his story. Oh, oh, sure, sure. But that's what I'm saying. I I, I just wonder if... uh, the the rocky ones might be a bit more uh, the, there's a sort of tighter correlation there, but I'm just I'm just thinking maybe you know maybe Rambo is worth a, another look. I don't make me do a Rambo film, <laughs> but but <laughs> I, well we did agree earlier that First Blood is a very good film and it's a very thoughtful film and it's yeah. very, and it's a tragedy really. Yeah, but but I don't think it's I, I w- wouldn't say it fits into the the, the scheme here right because it's not no, underrated because because people generally agree that it's a good film yeah. and then it's yeah. the sequels are fairly yeah. terrible again Rocky people agree I think that is a yeah, good Rocky, film the original film I think people I mean I think you'll get people that dismiss it sort of later 
looking back, they will sort of think, oh, it's one of those daft films. And then you have to remind them, no, no, have you... Because, in fact, I have literally had conversations where, where people sort of dismiss the Rocky series, and I don't really mind that so much. But, uh, but I have tried to say, if, if it's on, watch the first one. The first one is a different sort of film, I yes. guess. It's, it, and the second one as well, because the second one is but, a continuation but even then, you, even then, I don't think you need to watch it. it no, but Rocky it's, one is perfectly. But it's different from the perception that you that you suggest people okay. have that it's okay. that it's it's of a similar tone to the first film of right. being more down to earth and more grounded and serious. Yeah, and unlike Rocky Four, which is flashbulbs and gold lame shorts. Yeah. Um. So the film ends with the the speech from Rocky from the ring as he's wrapped in the American flag mm-hmm. about how uh, he came to Russia thinking one way, but his time there has led him to change. And if I can change and you can change after cheering on, then maybe we can all change. And maybe it's better to have two people killing each other in the ring than 20 million people firing nuclear missiles at each other. Sure. And it's all really heartfelt. And it's all really sincere, I think. And I say it's it's not why can't we all get along? It's just we should be friends rather than enemies. And I and the fact that Mikhail Gorbachev stands up and applauds. Yes, I mean, I mean, is... what, what I would say is I I, I do think it has something, uh, it, or it, I think there is sincerity there in a way that you know when you're watching things like Star Wars films, you keep seeing things and thinking, that is there to sell a toy of that. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that's marketing strategy. Um, I, I don't think it's even fair to say it's cynical because it's, it's, it's baked into it's, it. That's, that's, it's business. It's, it's, a, it's a business movie. Whereas I think there is a sincerity there. Even if you think it's misguided or you think it's... Uh, naive. Naive. It is, or, it is or, rather or, naive. Sure, but but regardless of that, but, but, I, th- I think there's there's. A, but um, he means it, and he's a, I, everything. That I say, Rocky is kind of like his avatar in that Rocky is the one who's sincere. Rocky is not a complex figure. He's not. He's not like a complex guy. He's not like deceiving people or anything like that. He says what he means. Yeah. And it's kind of a way for I think Stallone to. Just, to use him as a vessel to to say what he means. Yeah, it goes back to my idea about the the, the the films following the pattern of his career and the position that his career is in, inspiring the the tone and the theme of each film in turn. Yeah, I which, saw... is, which is I think what makes them so interesting that it's kind of like a parallel biography. Yeah, although the tone changes, and again, as I was. You know, saying right at the start, I think you know, such a huge chunk of the, sal- the, the money was going into his salary, and you know, was going, oh, yeah. could say no, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but the series could have, I suppose, sold out more than it did. It always stays true to the character. It ne- he, Stallone never betrays the character, and always ret- allows him to retain his integrity right. in the way that that never happens with the Rambo films. Rambo, after the first film, is a tool of American foreign policy. And Rambo is the one who's merchandised, who had the cartoon TV show and had you know, the lunchbox and everything. Rocky was never really merchandised, I think, in the same way. Yeah. He became more of a folk hero rather than a merchandising opportunity. Yeah. There's no statues of Rambo. There's a statue of Rocky. 
I think I think you're right. I mean, I think uh, uh, yeah, more of that, please. That would be good. That's, yeah. that, that's a good. I mean, that is. It's a yeah, more sincerity in films. Even even if a film is as weird and lumpy and not very well structured and overly flashy yeah. as Rocky Four, at the end of the day, Stallone wants to say something positive. I, I, the thing is, I don't. I don't even necessarily think it has to be positive all the time. I mean, if you've got a message, you can deliver the message, yeah. and then that gives you the, the the audience a thing to have a little think about and chat with somebody else about. Yeah. Whereas if if all that the message is is we would like you to buy more of this stuff, yeah. or see the next thing. I, I mean, I, again, I'm on board with all of those Marvel things. I'll see the next Star Wars. Of course, I will. I'll just, yeah. uh, you, 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 you know, it's it. You know, it's like eating a hot dog or something like that it's, just, it's not good for you perhaps but you're going to do it anyway mm. but um, but I think I think it is interesting I don't think you I, I, again the, the message itself doesn't necessarily need to be positive you don't need to agree with it you don't need to think it's very balanced or whatever but at least if they put something out there you get a chance to react to it for all its naivety the, the film's final statement of let us be friends rather than enemies justifies almost everything else about the movie, I think. Because there's nothing else in the film that is objectionable or gets in the way of that kind of message. And the idea of a sports film, which is inherently has to be about conflict, ultimately being, let's keep the conflict within the sport and let us join hands and sing, or whatever, you know what I mean, outside the ring. I think that's a worthwhile message. And particularly at this festive time of year, I think that it's a very positive thing to say. And it is to the film's detriment that it does not end with everyone in the Moscow arena joining hands and singing O Tannenbaum. (laughs) Particularly since it has the same tune as the red flag. Thanks to Ed for making time to be on the podcast. Cinema Limbo is now on Apple Podcasts and Acast with more than 70 episodes available, so please download, review and subscribe. We're also on Twitter at cinema underscore limbo, and Podnose is also on Patreon, so please do make a one-off or regular contribution to help with our running costs. However, until next time, from everyone in Cinema Limbo, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. listening to Cinema Limbo, hosted and produced by Jeremy Phillips, with editing and music by Philip Alderman. Cinema Limbo is part of the Podnose Podcasting Network, so please visit us at www.podnose.com.